All right. Hello, everybody. You are here for another installment of our Testimonial Tuesday. We are in our interview series where we're doing our covenant conversations. Um, you are here with me, the host, Jermaine Jackson. Um, please, as you watch this video, you can follow me on Facebook. You can also subscribe and like on YouTube at Jermaine J. Jackson. I am here with DeAndre, the hip-hop gospel artist known by his name of Dre B's The Godson. Sir, appreciate you. Thank you for being a part of this interview series. Man, I'm happy to be a part of it, man. It's a blessing to be a part of it. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for what you're doing for the culture. Yes, sir. And so before we get into this young man's life and his music and, and what he's doing, how he's impacting his community and the world with his music, we're going to hear his story. As I listen to his music, I just heard somebody with a story. I heard somebody that's been through some things in life. But God has changed his life. And if you listen to his music, and I want you to follow this young man on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere where music is streaming, I need you to go find, follow his music, go to his YouTube, watch his videos. I need y'all to support this young man because he's doing something positive and he's had a change in his life. And I learned this just by listening to his music because he was telling a story. And I believe this is a young man that has triumphed over some things in his life, the things that could have destroyed him and took him out. God has blessed him and allowed him to be here with all of us today. So we're going to open up, as we always do on Testimonial uh, Tuesday, with a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to go into this interview. So gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day, Father. We thank you for allowing us to be here, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this time to have this covenant conversation, oh God. And Lord, we pray for each and every person that would listen and hear our voices, oh Lord, that yes. they would be encouraged, that they would be inspired, that they would be blessed, and yes. that they would take something from this to inspire them, Lord. Let the person hear it that needs to hear this young man's story, oh God, that they know that they can triumph, Lord, that they don't have to turn to the streets. They don't have to be a product of their circumstances, yes. but Lord, that you have a better plan for their life. Father, I pray that his story would touch their hearts, oh God, that it yes. would strengthen and keep someone in in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. And Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord, that even though we're on the streaming, God, we're in different locations, but there is no distance in prayer. And yes. let this be a tool, Father, that you will grow his music, God, that you will grow his platform, Lord, that you would even bring us closer together, Father, to anyone that is featured on this platform, Lord, that we are helpers to one another. And God, I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, man, so I don't want to talk too much because I am excited to hear your story as I express. If you listen to this young man's music, it will bless you. It, it is not like what you used to hearing uh, as, as far as the rap, as far as the gospel, hip hop. It, I promise you, it's something different. And if you have to listen to his lyrics, you're going to hear me say that a lot. And so, DeAndre, I just want you to start out with your background, your story, you know, where are you from? Where were you brought up? Just kind of, if you want to talk about your family dynamics, just start at the beginning if you can. Uh, yeah. So, uh, really, so I was, uh, I was brought up, uh, kind of like on, on both sides. I was brought up on the West side and the East side. So being young, uh, I was back and forth, uh, in the summertime, I would go to on the East side, like East Warren, seven mile, uh, casualties area. And on the West side, I was on West seven mile, um and, and living noise uh places as those area my uh mom uh she was like you know she was a she was a woman of god you know what i'm saying she always been a woman of god so that's where i kind of know uh get the god essence from and everything she was kind of a woman of god then i um uh, then even with my like my stepfather we was with we was with them on the west side and uh you know we kind of uh we was we you know we brought a rough we brought up in a brought up in the trenches for sure. Like we was definitely brought up in the trenches for sure. Like um, so uh, we'd have been through shelters. We'd have moved a lot. We'd have been through mm. schools and things of that nature. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. Like uh, not to air it out, but you know, I come up in a domestic household. You know what I'm saying? Come from a domestic household. Uh, my oldest sister, she also had passed away like in 2013. I, I did, we dealt with that trauma. So I dealt with a lot of trauma uh, in my life. So that's why my music, uh, you hear uh, spits and bursts of uh, stories that I have and, and different things that I uh, touch on as, like, as far as pain. Like uh, my mom, she before she was even saved, she used to uh, gangbang with my real father. My real father is dead also, and he died from wow. gang. And so, you know what I'm saying? So I come from all of that. Even, even shoot, East Side, uh, we used to strong guard, rob, steal, 
fight, you know what I'm saying? And just 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 really in the trench. Then uh we had moved into projects, uh Sojourner Truth over there by Persian. We was thugging over there, you know what I'm saying? Just going crazy over there. So it's like um I definitely been it, it's just like I just been through so much, it'd be hard to just touch on like one area, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Area that bothers me the most is uh or that had bothered me the most is when uh my sister passed and when she had died and I seen her in that casket and I seen seen her get zipped up at the crime scene, you know what I'm saying? And my wow. family come in the house rushing and, and, and screaming and just all the trauma that came from that. And uh in my music, you will hear me talk about um uh, that a lot. I ain't, I ain't released it, but when I released it, I have a lot of songs talking about my sister because it really affected me when she passed. Man, first of all, let me offer my condolences, you know, to those that you have lost in your family, definitely your sister and your dad. And um, and so in 2013, so you lost your sister. How, how old were you then, if you don't mind me asking? Man, I, I ain't good with the years. I think I was like, uh, what I want to say. I want to say like, Sure, what was uh 2013? I want to say I was like 21, 22-ish. Okay. And and so looking back on that, and as you're saying about your sister and to lose her, because I know uh I definitely know that pain. Uh in 2021, I lost my oldest sister to COVID. No, oh, um, and even though I was I'm I'm 41, so at that time I was uh just 39, and but my sister impacted my life so much. Uh, we were about 14 years apart. I was like a son to her. But growing up, uh, where I am now in the church, just going to school, going to college and coming up as a young minister in the church, my sister was right there by my side, pushing me, encouraging me, always letting me know. And my sister was one of those people that saw me for who I was. Because, you know, right. sometimes growing up in life, you try to be somebody different to appease people. Yeah. If I was going down the wrong, my sister put me to the side, hey, little bro, you know, she used to always call me a baby bro. And, you know, she kept me on the straight and narrow when I was just even just thinking about doing something on the off. She wasn't going to let it happen. So losing her impacted me uh, so much. I don't talk a whole lot about it because we, we just had a different relationship. She was almost like a second mom to me. Till yeah. a, a time came in my life where she finally said, OK, you're not my little baby brother. You a man now. You married. You got kids. Yeah. But I had and it meant so much because it's like it's like a. a like, man, my sister finally seeing me for the man that I am. So just to hear in your voice about your sister, can you just talk about that relationship and what your sister meant to you? Man, my sister meant everything to me, man. Like, that was that was my baby. Like, she, she's a big reason why I'm into music anyway. Like, I remember growing up with her, uh, she would know all the songs before they came out. She had all the mixtapes. She had everything. I remember a dude stole my bike and... Uh, we had, she had, she said, somebody stole your bike. I said, yeah, they, they, they took my bike. Sister. I just fixed it up. They took my bike. That's why I'm young. She like, come on, we about to go get your bike. So we didn't, we didn't, she did, we didn't go meet the dude. We didn't jump them together. You know what I'm saying? Every time I call my sister, uh, she would, she would, she would come get me anywhere. I'm like, I need you to take me here. I need you to take me here. It didn't, it didn't matter. Just like you say, I was her, I was her baby brother. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, she 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 would come get me, man. My sister was everything to me, man. That my sister was like everything. She's a big part of why I do music. She's a big reason why I do music. You know what I'm saying? She got a, a big influence on that. So my sister, man, like just all the memories, those good memories, her always having my back, her always just being there for me. Okay, wonderful. So with her, and, and let, let's turn to the music for a minute. So she was one of the big reasons uh, why you are in music so with every track that you release i know you said you got some music coming out that's really going to talk about your sister what does it mean to you when you release me knowing that she was the catalyst to kind of get you to get into the music with every song so i'm almost sure even though whether you talk about her or not in every song you've already released and like i said i love your music what i've heard so far just with every track with every beat with every lyric in your mind, is some of that just always dedicated to your sister? Like you look back and say, man, if it wasn't for you, sis, I, I, I wouldn't even be here. Like you were the one that pushed me to this level. Like as you continue to get better and release more music, 
do you feel that she's a part of every every lyric, everything that you put out uh, with your musical talent? Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like she a, a big part because she used to do music. Okay, I wanted to kind of keep her legacy going through me. You know what I'm saying? So she she play a big part. She play a big part in that. And uh, sometimes I have to catch myself when I'm writing music or I'm writing about a real time or a real testimony, like because I like to you know talk about real things. I have to not talk about the situation so much because it's like therapy for me when I do it. You know what I'm saying? Understandable. So, and, and you and you just said something so profound about um, keeping her legacy alive. And and one thing is we sit here on Testimonial Tuesday, and we God is definitely a person of legacy. God believes in us carrying things on. So I think it's so profound that He's blessed you with the talent. And blessed you and allowed you to be here to keep her memory and to keep her her legacy alive. But as you was talking about some of the things that you've been through, the, the different moves, and you say the west side, the east side, uh, you're talking about because you're from Detroit, correct? Yes, sir. All right. So you're talking about the east side. You know, most of us think about Detroit, we think about the movie Eight Miles. Anytime yeah. we hear that, hey, seven, yeah, eight miles. <laughs> it's so deeper than, than eight miles. You got seven miles, you got East Warren, you got six miles, you got Dexter, you got Linwood, you got so many places like like Detroit is not represented right when it comes because mm -hmm. most people you hear Detroit, you hear you think of Eminem, you think of Big Shine, and, and it's more to it, it's way more uh grittier culture than that. Absolutely. So now you've been blessed to put Detroit on the map, and I believe you already have with what you're doing with your music from your perspective with what you've seen where you live you at a at a young age because even seeing your sister at 21 that's that's not old that's young that's yeah. a lot to take on why do you feel that god has blessed and allowed you to make it above all them circumstances he's allowed you to continue to live and breathe and to now use your platform the music to impact the lives of others to tell your story why from your perspective do you ever look back and wonder like god why me why did you allow me to make it out and and now to because you could easily move in somewhere else you're still in detroit why do you think he allowed you to be here in this present time and to use your music as a platform because you because he don't have enough soldiers doing it and so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a i'm a soldier like like he picked me because i can handle it like like if you really think about it from from seeing your sister dead from your daddy to being dead to being in shelters to being in a domestic house uh i even had an uncle that used to torture me and put me in um dresses and make fun of me never touched me or anything like that but he used to torture me because i wasn't scared of him did witchcraft all of those things i shouldn't wow. right mind you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. because of the lord that i'm in my right mind it's because of jesus that i'm in my right mind so he had to, he had to use me and he chose me so i can relate to other people that think they going through this or can't even process of what they going through like bro you're not the only one my sis you're not the only one my baby you're not the only one you know what i'm saying so i feel like he chose me because i was strong enough and he picked me as a catalyst to 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 spread and, and spread my story and spread his gospel to show like look it's a better way if i can make it through if i'm still in my right mind if i'm still saying then you could be saying too and you could and you would be all right Man, all right, man. So you just you just unload a lot, <laughs> a lot right there. Yeah. It, and I'm thinking of the scripture of where he would never put more on you than you're able to bear. And he and also the verses say he calls the young because they're strong. Yeah. So sir. the strength that you had to make it through some of those circumstances, some people never recover from that. Exactly. Some people mentally and emotionally they 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 break. From that, so at, at what point in your life? I know you said it was a point when your mother used to be a game used to be out there with your dad. Then at some point she got saved. She began to go to church. At what point was your life impacted? Where maybe you were going down one road, but you had an encounter with God, and it changed the trajectory or direction of your life. So I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna be real transparent with you, right? So it was really. It was after my sister died, right? I had, um, cause like, I'm not gonna lie, my mom has always been like a woman of God. Like, 
after the game banging, like me being born, all I know her as the woman of God. Mm-hmm. But I know the stories about what she used to be. You know okay. what I mean? So she always been a praying woman. She always been a praying, a praying woman of God. She always been in the church preaching and all that. Um, but but the counter was after my sister um had died, I was doing secular music because I used to do secular music. And so um I went to church. I ain't gonna lie, I went to church. A prophet, uh, 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 it was crazy. I was just talking to my mama, and um, uh, I had told her, like, um, uh, man, I'm tired of working for men, I'm just tired of working for men, I'm tired of it, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And so, um, I went to church. A, a pastor had prophesied to me, he said, I want you to work, I, I told you to write music for me, I told you to write music, but if you write music for me, you would never work for men again, right. Okay. And so I'm like, I'm still in flesh though. I'm like, you know what? I'm about to get on this side. I'm about to get this bag. God said, woo, woo. I'm about to get this bag. But it wasn't really till I went to the studio. I was going to the studio with, um, with one of the girlfriends I was with at the time. And I had dropped a song. Like like I said, I always express myself. So I dropped a secular song. I'm talking about my sister and then I'm talking spicy. And I get in the car. And the Holy Spirit come over me and it convicted the heck out of me. He wow. said, stop. Stop doing music. Let this be your last song. And so I'm like, dang. I'm like, God, why you calling me right now? I ain't ready. He like, but I tell you, you ready. I'm ready for you. You know what I'm saying? And so that was the encounter. Like, you know, all right, I have to lock in. It's time to. It's time to it's time to get God my all. You have been looking out for me for a long time. Uh, you you didn't got me through all the trauma I have been in my life. You know what, God? You know it's it's time to submit to you. Man, that's that's powerful, man. It, it's amazing how God will get our attention in the most amazing ways, and and that's why I believe I was led by God to just bring you on here to hear your story. And it's like the word that he spoke over your life. And I know you said, I'm going to get the bathroom to go another way. But that shows me that God was so intentional with mm-hmm. getting that message across. No, I don't want you to take your message this way. You're going to take it to the world. But, you know, I'm going to be glorified through your message. And even like you said, you used to do secular music. And now you're still a hip hop artist, still rapping. But it's for the Lord now. And I asked this question to one of your brothers, you know, uh, GAA Sun Sun. Yeah. And I want to ask you the same question. Definitely. I think your music is great. Wonderful lyrics. I've seen your following, seen your streaming. So people are listening to you. I appreciate you. How, how do you fight maybe the possible temptations or advances that come to you to go back to secular music? Because it would seem like that's where the money, the fame, the popularity is at. Not saying that's not a part of it when you're doing it for God, but. You you kind of tap dance. I know you're doing the gospel, but you know what it is to be in that secular. So how do you now say I got to stick to what God told me to do when that temptation could be there right in front of you? Somebody could try to tell you, come on over to this side. There's more opportunities. You know, you, you know, and the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God. So mm-hmm. God gave you the talent. God gave you the ability. Some people, the enemy, the enemy may even come and say, hey, man, you did what you were supposed to do for God. That time is up now. Why don't you come on this side where it's a lot more peas in that? How do you yes stay focused and keep your mind and stay in the framework of what God called you to do? So I'm gonna show you something, and and people might think I'm lying, and people might find the cliche. So look, all right, when I when when God told me to to come to this side, right? In my head, I told myself, I said I'd never be good. I said, I'd not never be good. I said, I would never make it. I'd never be on the radio. So it's it's over. So I took that out of my head, right? I, I stepped on this side. I took, I started doing Christian rap in 2015, seriously. No, I was one foot in, one foot out still, 2015. 2015, mm-hmm. I, I put my whole foot in. I had got on the radio in my city on, on two major radio stations. Two major ones. I had three record deals on the flow. Columbia, uh, Columbia, Atlantic, and 300. Wow. So God has showed me something crazy on this side that I didn't think was possible. 
So I don't even desire to go back on back to that side because I know what he can do on this side. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why that's why I said people might think I'm lying or 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 like, oh, it's a cliche. He just saying that just to no, I really don't even desire to go back to the secular side because I know what God can do on this side. Like if you look at Christian rap, even now, it's so many people going viral. God is blessing so many people platforms and, and now really is the time to not waver or get weary and well doing. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even desire to even go to even go back because I know I have seen what God firsthand could do. Cause I didn't even think it was possible. I didn't think you can get signed as a Christian. I didn't think you could get on the radio as a Christian artist. I didn't think you could get a million views as a Christian artist. And he continuously to show us how awesome and powerful he is and how amazing he is and that he can do anything that 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 no one can shut or stop what he's doing. So I really, to be honest, I really don't even desire to be go back to the secular because there's nothing over there for me. And I didn't dibble and dabbled in that. I didn't did that. I didn't have deals on that side. Interscope wanted me when I was on that side. I didn't won contests. I didn't did that. And that it's just truly not in me to go back on that side. And plus, me consciously knowing that I'd be feeding my brothers and sisters and people of the kingdom and people of the world just poison. You know what I'm saying? I'd be feeding them poison. Come on. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't already did that. I was a product of my environment. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I, I, I won't, it's especially right now. See, back then we fought. It's, it's, it's a gundemic out here right now. People got guns and, and these young dudes killing each other every day. And I want my brothers to live. So I can't even go back and I couldn't consciously even go back and feed them that type of poison. Man, that was a powerful statement right there that I think. And I'm, I'm loving the boldness that you're speaking with uh, about this subject, feeding people poison. And I'm not saying you don't have secular rappers that are decent lyricists that can speak some yeah. positivity, but there is a part of it that's poison that invigorates anger and frustration. And like you said, I remember a time when people used to just score up and fight, but now some of this music invigorates the anger for somebody to kill somebody. It's in the lyric. It's, it's, it's like a spirit. As you said, you were at one point, witchcraft was being put on you. And sometimes people don't realize witchcraft can come through music. It, witchcraft is a, is a spirit that rebels against so much. And yeah. a lot of that music, they cover it up with a beat. But if you listen real close to the lyrics, it's infusing a lot of the murderous spirits, the anger, the drug, the trafficking of women. It's all poison, but people talking about it's a beat and you rocking to something that's really that you're ingesting through your ear gate that's bringing some type of spirit inside that really ain't supposed to be there. It, it, it's the wrong thing. So I just appreciate you speaking so boldly about that and not being afraid because some people will say, oh, man, he shouldn't be speaking like that. No, but it's the truth of what we're dealing with in today's world. I mean, it is what it is because it's like um, a lot of people is not so. I thank God that I've always been a person of, uh, I never was a person of people had strong influence on me. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And, but a lot of people can't, can't uh, uh, separate the artists from the, from the music. And they'll wow. think it's real. You know what I'm saying? They can't, they can't separate the gimmick from the music. You know what I'm saying? And so an artist could be not even real and he's oh i shoot him up bang bang i'm from woo, 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 you know and and the and the, the kids or the person of an immature state or an ignorant state because ignorant don't mean stupid it just means to not know something mm -hmm. so so even being uh ignorant of the thing they could think this real and they can be influenced by it you know what i'm saying so some people may be influenced by like me i'm i was a person that like um like i couldn't I can't be around drinking. I can't drink because I can't handle it. Some people can handle listening to that music. I, me, I can listen to somebody saying murder, 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 kill, kill, kill all day and it won't affect me or won't move my spirit or won't have me crash out. But some people can't handle that. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's just it just is what it is. It's 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 poison. If you tell if you tell somebody to go kill their brother and go kill your brother, that's poison. You know what I'm saying? And absolutely. And, it's just like with the with the cancel culture. I don't I don't understand the cancel culture sometimes and the stuff is so many contradictions because oh we we can't say this and can't say that, but you could promote 
murdering and killing your brother. So, man, I appreciate you keeping it completely real and 100 at this moment. And with God on your side, we don't got to worry about being uh canceled. We we know we're up against opposition. I mean. And we know the enemy don't want interactions like this to happen. These are the things he don't want us to talk about. He wants us to, to sit quiet. But your message and you speaking in such a boldness, he doesn't know that the victory is already ours. We've already been triumphant just because we had this meeting together in this interview that this message is going to get out. And, and as we look more into your, your music and you uh, declaring the gospel and spreading the message of God, what have you seen in your life the impact? And I just want to talk about within your community where you came from because some people come up whether gospel secular they get their money they get their fame they start coming up mm -hmm. not saying they they move for other opportunity but some people forget about their community they forget about their home but i really believe that you're one that's still in your community trying to maybe get that one that was you 20 years back that you look at some young brother young sister hey I know what that is. So I got to say this to impact you. Hey, hey, man, don't go that way. Hey, man, I be, you don't understand, bro. I've been through a lot of my life. I've seen people. Hey, I've been through it too. But let me tell you what God did for me. How important is it for you to yet stay where you are to impact your local community? Because I know you've been places. I've seen your videos with music. But how important is it for you to say, yeah, I can impact this whole world. And that's great. Spreading the message of the gospel. But how much more does it mean for you to impact your local community? Man, I mean, it mean everything because it's 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 where I come from. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's always gonna that's always gonna mean a lot, especially like with Detroit, cause Detroit a treacherous city too. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot of violence here. Uh, people be like, "How you litter?" Like, cause it's so normal to us. But and that's wow. the, that's the reason why because it's too normal to do bad. It's too normal to see death at a young age. It's too normal to go through abuse here. So that's why it's important to me to 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 reach as many people here and make a change here or be that positive light uh uh to to people that's like me. It's very much important. Man, that 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 there right there to to be that light as as the Bible says, we are the light of the world. A a, a light that sit up on a hill. So you're on that hill shining down bright. What has been like, so if you've done your music, I would say what has been that most humbling moment where you knew that, Lord, I know you sent me here for a reason, that you changed my life for a reason. Was it somebody that came and said something to you about your music? Or maybe somebody that said, hey, bro, nope. was you riding in the car? Like, what was that moment that humbled you? Like, Lord, okay. Like, I know for real, for real, like, this is really you that's moving and got me doing what I'm doing. Man, it was it's, it's so man. I had so many of the moments, man. This is a beautiful thing, but it's um first of all the the deals and the radio stuff, man. And oh, and that alone was just like, dang, God, you really called me to do this. And then not too long ago, um, I had a I had a dude. Um, he actually in the world. He was hitting me up, and he like, um, bro, I wanna I wanna do a song with you. And I'm like, all right, we can do the song. You know, I said, I said, let's do the song. But I said, I, I got one, one thing I need you to do for me. He like, what's that? I said, just don't cuss in the song. And after that, uh, he hit me up. He been listening to my music. He told me, he said, bro, man, I want to do music for the Lord now. I want to wow. do music for Christ because I've been listening to you, and you make me want to do music for the Lord. So moments like that, that's humbling. It's like you know. Because even being an artist, man, sometimes, you know, we still human. Sometimes I contemplate about quitting because the trials that come with it. Come on. Real life stuff that be happening. So sometimes you be like, Lord, I've I been reading Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a crime prophet because he was standing on God like for your name. I'm getting slandered. They calling me a liar. I'm getting locked up. Lord, where you? You know what I'm saying? So I, I you had those Jeremiah moments, but. But them moments that remind you, like it's worth it. It's worth going through the mud. It's it's worth the uh the persecution. It's worth it when when somebody texts you something like that. It's like okay, my works for you, Lord, is not in vain. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you know what's so powerful? What you just said. A lot of times we talk, and I'm glad you mentioned the prophet Jeremiah. We easily turn to the old, to that book, and we hear the I. Before you were formed in the womb, I called you in the belly, you know, the, the predestination. 
I know the Jeremiah 29, 11 is a scripture that's quoted. I know the thoughts and plans that I think toward yeah. thee are good out of evil, but a lot of people don't want to focus on. Jeremiah was a weeping prophet because he took a lot of heat for standing up for what was right and speaking as God told him to speak. Yes. And some people was always, it's a, and it's hard to stand up and speak what God say, speak and say what he say, say. And it seemed like ain't nobody listening. They talking about you. They threatening you. They slaying. That's why he was hurt. Cause it's almost like, Lord, every time I say what you say, say they, they, they coming against me. Right. So for you to be able to say that you still stand, like you said, so I, I'm looking at that saying you've had to face some slandering moments. Just speak to that a little bit in those times when you sitting there, like, I know I'm saying what God told me to say, I know this, this song I'm finna put, that's exactly what God told me to say. <laughs> But I'm getting backlash because of it. How have you survived in those moments? Man, I had a moment where um, I had a song called Hot Boy Lit. This one I was like younger too. So I want to say I was probably like, like 25, 25 at the time. I had a song called Hot Boy Lit. Uh, the video, man, I'd have, I'd have put a, a blue contact in my eye trying to represent the blue flame. <laughs> I do fire in the video. I'm talking about, man, the contact was so hard to get on my eye. I put my all into this video, man. And when I dropped the video, man, they, you a wolf in sheep clothing. This is not a guy. Da -da 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 -da. But one thing about that, the reason why I was able to stand through that, because first of all, I had God, and God showed me so many times that I'm called to do this. And I never cared what people saw. I always had to, like I told you, I've been through the worst. I I have been through what average people haven't been through. Mm -hmm. I really don't care what a lot of people think about me. Like, you can't hurt me with words because I done been through the worst. I done suffered the worst. I done lost a lot. And I done been through a lot. So, like, people slandering words, that that really never got to me like that. Man, that, that that's powerful. Sometimes what we go through, it, it, it builds us and make us stronger. Right, it gives us that tough skin. So, yeah, I, and I definitely believe you have uh, withstood the um, the test of time. And as we talk about what you have went through, you I want one thing you brought up about you seeing some domestic stuff in your life. You, you've seen a lot of things. And you mentioned that, I believe you said you have a son. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. So, so you as a father now and... um. How important is is it to you as a father to be the example? I think as we were talking before the interview, you were saying how you come in the house, you hear your son playing your music and, and different and that, and you've seen so many different things in your life that uh, you could have easily maybe not been a dedicated father, not been faithful to, to what to your son because you've seen enough, and I'm sure in your life you definitely say we you've had people leave you i'm sure there are people that have turned their back on you so you could have easily responded another way so how important is it to you to be in your son life and like you said to have those when you come in the house and you hear him listen to your music how important is it to you as a young black man because we know in a lot of our homes today the reason they say the issue with this younger generation because the dads are not in the home we're not around we're not this and and i commend you as a father because i'm very much in in the lives of my kids. I grew up, my dad died when I was seven from cancer. Right. And me and my stepfather, we didn't have a good relationship. To me, right. to, to my personal thing, and what I've always tried to explain to people in my past is that my stepfather was a preacher in the church. Mm. But to me, in the house, and I was trying to tell people, they, man, you shouldn't say that about him. I said, I know what y'all seeing in the church, but y'all not seeing what I'm seeing at home, what I'm being called, how I'm being treated. Right, right, right. So I had a lot of mixed views about being a dad. So when I started having kids, I, I have two biological children and I'm part of a blended family. So I inherited more kids when I got remarried. Right. My concept of being a father had to be taught. I didn't get like a father figure till I was like 22. My former pastor before he passed away was the best father figure that I've ever had at the age of 22. So for so for almost so many years, I didn't really know what it was like to be a father. But yet I had this young life. I had my daughter at 22. Like, I got to figure this out. But I'm much more dedicated to being a dad because I tell my kids all the time, it's some stuff I don't expect out of y'all because I'm here. Y'all not finna be a statistic to certain things because I'm here. Right. I know what the statistics say, what the Google say about dads not being there. Your daddy here. And I'm going to be here. As long as God keep me living and breathing, I'm going to be here. So to you as a young African-American man, how important is it for you to be in the life of your son? Man, that junk, 
is too important. It's it's too important because um I just to me, I just wanted to be to him what I never had. And that's why it's important. Yes, sir. I don't want him to grow up unprotected. I don't want him to grow up in a domestic household. I don't want him to go through any of the things that I have been through. And it's so important. Like when, when you think about it, a lot of a lot of violence and a lot of these dudes are the way that they are because the father is absent. Or if the father is present, he's absent still. You see what I'm saying? Talk about it. So and so that's why as a black man, as a black African-American man, it's, it's definitely important because fathers is not being in the home is the reason why a lot of young dudes can't see God because the man is first. He's the head. So if you don't see the man worshiping God or you don't see the man following God, you're not going to follow God. It's the same problem in the church. Men is not where, in, where they should be. Men is not in a position like Come on, it's, sir. It's just the truth. And and now you have an imbalance in the world because men is out of place. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely important for me to be in his life because that way he won't be another statistic. He won't go to jail. He won't, he won't, he won't grow up with anger. He won't, I could I could protect him from and pray away generational curses and, and different other things. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely important. And that's why as a father. I, I show him affection. I show him a lot of affection. I kiss Come him on. or I kiss him on the forehead. I, I I give him hugs, you know, and that way with, with his little sister. Now he he love his little sister. He call his little sister beautiful because he hear me saying she beautiful. He call his mother beautiful because he hear me saying she beautiful. He say he love everybody because he, he see me loving it. And so I didn't I didn't know that. And and another thing uh why it's important because I had to learn how to be a man myself. To this day, I never had a father figure. Well, I'll say one. I'll say one. When I became a supervisor, it was the man who taught me how to be a supervisor. His name Curtis. I respect him. He was the first person to show me how to be a man, not how to not be emotional and things of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, with the father figure is important because it's not a lot of a lot of them out here. We need that. See, man, you just, man, you, you just, man, you, you unload <laughs> so much. And I'm reminded of the scripture where it says for, uh, we have a lot of teachers and instructors, but not many fathers. Yeah. And you also mentioned that the little sister, you have a daughter too. Yeah. And so I think I really believe in the mind of God and his uh, structure of the family. He always meant for mom and dad to be there. Mm-hmm. And one thing you said that was so impactful as a man is that you said you're teaching your son affection. You're affectionate towards your son. And you just helped me, bro, because I'm 41. My my son is 17. And my son always messed with him. Uh, my son just started living with me in October because I would say I was married before me and his mom got divorced. Very mm-hmm. good terms. But my son made the decision to come live with me. He said, Dad, some things that I'm dealing with, going, I need to be around my dad. My son to come in the house, give me a big hug. My son, he's a big dude. He football player. Hug. Hey, right. Hug. Make it off me, man. What you doing? But I had to learn through him because I was never that really that affectionate. I mean, to my now my girls, I'm all I'm that all that. You, baby, you beautiful. I love you because I always tell my daughters, ain't no dude gonna get you off no game and talking crazy. You gonna get it if they can't talk like your daddy working time. But my son, I'm trying to toughen them up. But I had to learn to be affectionate, right? Because as men, sometimes, especially as black, so man, that, that that soft, you, 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 we don't do that, man. Don't no man say I love you. But some nights before I, I go downstairs to bed, talk to my son, as I'm going upstairs, love you, son, love you, dad. It ain't too many days we don't say we love each other. Now when he hugged me, I learned to embrace my. But he helped me because right. I was never that dude. But I had to understand as a man, we need that affection. It's okay if I told him, I said, man, it's okay to cry. Something's going to hurt you. Something's going to frustrate you, man. You got to process that anger. There's times I've seen my son, dad, I want to punch something. No, son, let's talk about it. If you got to cry, if you got to scream. And that is like a foreign language to men sometimes. Because they say, oh, that's making you soft as a man. But if I cry, man, we hurt too. We go through too. I'd rather my son cry than get mad and want to go out and do something to somebody to process his anger. No. If I got, I remember one of the best moments we had, he had lost a football game and he didn't play his best. And I had to hold my son. He cried in my arm. Now, it was weird to me, but that's what he needed. And a lot of times, man, we have such a difficult time 
process an affection. So was it ever a struggle for you as a father to process in that, that level of affection for your children? Like I said, sometimes for dads, it's a little easier with our girls, with our sons. I know for me it was a struggle. Have you ever had that struggle with that affection for with your son? Not not for me, not really, because um I I know as a father what I wanted, what I wanted. Come on. You know what I'm saying? I know that the whole time me being angry, I just wanted the father, like even when my uncle was was torturing me, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted I just needed my father to just be like, it's all right, son. You know what I'm saying? I just I just needed that father figure. I just needed to know it was okay that I don't got to. Because I used to be angry, and I used to be angry because that was my strength. I felt like anger was my strength when I was young. If I'm angry, oh, I, 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 I'm safe because I didn't know that a, a man could be affectionate. You know what I'm saying? So Come I on. didn't. I didn't struggle with it because I learned so many lessons young. I had to grow up fast. And so with my son, I understand, all right, if I don't want my son angry, I have to let him know that certain things and places okay. A lot of black men, not black men, black men, white men, whoever, a lot of us deal with emotional trauma and we don't realize that. Come you know, on, sir. A lot of us is angry. That's why a lot of us is in jail. That's why a lot of, you know why people join gangs for real? People think we just join gangs and we run to the streets because we just ignorant and da, da, da. No, it's for love and affection because your man's and them telling you they love you. You my baby. You my dog. I got you to the end. Da, 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 right or die, woo, woo, woo. You feel me? That's why people run to the streets. That's why people and the whole time it's a it's a form to get affection in a crazy way. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what that's what it is. And and that's and that's so real. And it's and a lot of times you hear us say, God is love. Through him giving us Jesus Christ, that was one of the most unconditional displays of love. But as you said, there's such an imbalance in the world because a lot of men, we're not in the homes. We're not even in the church. And so how are we supposed to teach our sons are real? Our sons going to learn the love of God through us and how we express that love to them. That when I'm showing you love, son, this is how God loves you. He'll be a father when you ain't got a father. He'll be a friend when you ain't got a friend. You ain't got to turn to the streets of other people. If you, if you ain't got nobody else, you got to understand in your mind, you got God, son. But if the men are out of place, if the head is not in place to reciprocate that information to our young men, how are they supposed to understand how our daughter, because you made a statement, a father could be present in the house, but yet absent. And I was just talking to one of my daughters about the, the other day, like a dad can be in the house, but yet not be present, yet not be active in the kid's life. And that'll still mess with a kid. I see you every day, dad. But we have no interaction. We have no affectionate moments. And that ain't the way God set it up. So, man, what you're doing with your children is so powerful. And I just want to thank you for what you expressed because you helped me. Because that's something I don't believe I struggle with it now. But I know that I can get better at it, especially with right. my son. I can get right. better. And as I'm trying to get your story out, man, you sitting here helping me, man. So I appreciate you, bro. All praises to the most high, man. That's all I got, man. All praises, all praises to him. And that's and that's basically like like I said, back to not back to it, but even with my music, my whole lifestyle, because it's just deeper than music. Like, like this is what I'm about, man. Like a lot a lot of times my music is bait. I get people on the phone or we had conversations like this, and this is what I be talking about with people. And this is what I try to help people with, like, you know, just just trauma because I've been through a lot of trauma, and that's how I know I'm called to talk to people. I'm called to 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 get my message out here and, and mm -hmm. about the about the music. I never even wanted to rap. My mama used to be like, "You gonna be the rapper?" No, I don't want to rap. I don't. I don't, wow. I, don't rap. I didn't want none of this. I didn't. I'm. I was delayed back, chilling. I don't want no attention. I didn't even. I didn't even want to rap. So that's how I know. That this is a gift from God because I didn't know that I could rap and I didn't even want to rap. And I and that's why I use it. And when I did start rapping, the first time I rapped, it was because I wanted to change everybody's life around me. It was never about money. It was Come never about fame. Yeah, I want money. Yeah, I want the fame for the influence. But it was all it was, the 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 
the goal was always to change everybody's life around me, change as many lives around me because we've been in the struggle, because we've been in the shelters, we've been in the projects, we've been down, we've been to where we warming up water from the uh stove to have some hot water. Mm-hmm. Go turn the pipe down in the basement to flush the toilet. You know what I'm saying? And so, so that's what the reason why I do everything is to change the trajectory of people live and show people that you don't have to be stuck in the mindset because a lot of a lot of these young dudes and, and females, man, they are the way that they are because they are a product of their environment and they don't know nothing different. They don't they haven't seen anything different. So how can you be mad at these kids? Because a lot of times in a black household, we want to yell, we want to cuss people out, we want to beat the kids. And we don't know why are they acting like that. You have to sit back and ask yourself, why are, what's wrong? We don't ask that enough. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? I, if somebody just asked me what's wrong, nobody asked me what was wrong. And then you get to don't tell nobody. So you a kid and you thinking you just got to process, you yep. processing all this stuff and thinking this stuff is normal because nobody asked me what is wrong. That's why my kids, I make sure I protect them to the best of my ability because I don't want anything that I went through to happen to them. Man, that's powerful, sir, man. And as we get ready to come to the end of this, I wanted to ask, as I was listening, um, if you follow this young man, I want you to go follow his music, listen to the singles in my head, no games, beauty and the struggle, great songs, but appreciate your, your latest release trap worship. When I seen just the title of that trap, worship where did that name come from for the album i listened to the whole album um the streaming and listening to it like i said in order for me to do this interview i said i gotta hear about this young man's life his testimony and you talk about your life and what you've been through but yet how the influence of god how christ what he's done how he's helped you change your life and thank you for blessing us with your testimony on today but that name of the album just shout out to me the trap worship where was the inspiration to name the album that to the trap worship Shout out to my uh shout out to my uh brother Kello, uh my little bro Kello, um, cause uh he the one asked me to do an EP with him. You know what I'm saying? So if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have trap worship. So shout out to my shout out to my boy Kello. Um basically uh we called it trap worship because it was like he's not really from the hood, and I'm from the hood. And so he like, bro, you he like he like, bro, you you from the hood. And we doing this for the Lord. Let's call this trap worship. I'm like, you know what, bro? That that you know what? That makes sense, bro. Let's let's call it trap worship, bro. That's that makes sense because it's touching the best. It's it's to it's really like the best of both worlds. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So me, uh, me loving God. And I'm I'm a big I'm a big worshiper too. I love worship music behind closed doors. I love worship music. So me being a worshiper and coming from the streets. Trap worship just explains everything that the music is talking about and the lifestyle and and everything that has occurred. So that's what that's how we came up with that name. Oh man, great! Listen, I want y'all to go listen to this album. I promise you, you will not be uh disappointed. Um, open your minds up to the message that this young man is bringing for the the kingdom of God and. Uh, be, before we end, if you wouldn't mind, uh, Dre, I'm gonna ask you to lead us in the word of prayer as we close this interview out. That okay. wouldn't be too much to ask. And before you do, no, just just sir. let us know what what you got coming up. Any shows? Any more releasing? If any more music? Because we wanna, as people follow you, I want them to anticipate uh, what you have. Because I believe if they listen to your music that's already out, they're gonna be looking for more. So what you got coming up that the people need to know about? So I got a, uh, uh, I've been working with uh, some of my brothers called DKG, uh, Kai. We got a DKG thing going on. So I've been um, working with him. All of us got music. We just dropped a uh, Detroit Cypher with all of us in it. Um, uh, we got uh, Vine. Uh, we got Lee. We got Marcus Anthony in that. We got No Name Serving in that. We got Kai himself in that. Um, I got some. Me and Sasa are gonna be having some more music coming. So me and Sasa, we got some more music coming. I've been thinking about dropping a single this month, but kind of stuff been kind of going a little crazy. So I'm gonna just pray about it and um, you know, just let the Lord have his way with that. But I'm thinking about my next single uh is gonna be called Deer. So I might be dropping that soon, Lord willing. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I got uh coming up. I got a show um in Texas. 
I might be. Wow. Doing. Okay. Oh, so, um, yeah. So that, yeah. So that's really that's all that's coming up for me. That's really it. Man, appreciate it. Thank you for um, letting us know, and I, I I appreciate you, bro, for everything that you did, giving us your testimony, your background, being transparent, um, with us to all the listeners out there. Um, I said I'm gonna have Dre lead us in a word of prayer as we close out. Please go go follow this brother. Um, this is the purpose of this covenant conversations. We want to bring people to the forefront that are doing things for the uh, kingdom of God. You know, now we thank God for those, you know, the big names, the Lecrae's and the truth and all of those people, man, we applaud those brothers, but there's another generation that's rising up. That's also not saying those other ones are fading out, but I want to bring those to the forefront that maybe ain't got the, uh, the exposure that they needed, that these are young men that came up through the trenches, but are now going back to the trenches to get those lost souls. So that, to show others that God can bring you out of it, out of your circumstance, out of the abuse, out of the crime, the death, all the things you've been exposed to, and that you got a story to save somebody else. And this young man, I believe what we've learned that he wants to save other people. He wants to let them know the glory of God. As he said, he loves to worship and God is looking for those true worshipers, those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. So, man, I believe your influence is going to be even greater, man. And to everybody that listen, I hope that you're blessed. And, uh, and please, bro, just close us out in prayer at this time. Lord, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for your grace and we thank you for your mercy, Lord. We thank yes, Lord. you for the gifts that you bestowed upon us. We thank you for even the platforms that you are using. Continue to use our music, continue to use our platform to touch cultures, touch people with trauma, touch people that's hurt, touch yes, people. Lord. That's, that's seeking you, Father God. Just touch the hearts of all the persons and hear all the cries, Father God. Continue to, to use us, Father God. I just thank you for being a vessel, Father God. I thank you for being a vessel. I thank you for, for being an instrument, and I thank you for uh, uh, your gift, Father God. So just let this message, let this interview be a blessing to all the people that, that is seeing it. Let it bring change, Lord. And even let your Holy Spirit rest upon everybody who's watching this, Lord. Let your yes, God. Everybody who's watching this and anyone with trauma or without trauma, Lord, that's watching this, Lord, put your healing hand and put your hand of peace and your hand of protection over them. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Once again, everybody, this is Dre B's The Godson. Please follow him. Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, anywhere where you can stream your music. If you Google his name, trust me, everything will come up. I, I follow him on, uh, I, I do Spotify because I'm not an iTunes person. I got an Android. <laughs> what I do, I download, I stream it. You Google his name, you are going to find him. And I appreciate you again, bro, for being here on Testimonial Tuesday, doing this interview, which I call Covenant Conversation. Man, and I hope that you all are blessed. Please like, subscribe, share this, send it to somebody that needs to hear his testimony so that their life can be blessed and hear his story. And until next time, we'll see y'all on Testimonial Tuesday, Covenant Conversations.